This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Zephyr CMS. It's a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. You can find them at ZephyrCMS.com. More about this later in the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Ethan Butte. He's a chief evangelist at BombBomb, host of the Customer Experience Podcast and co-author of a book called Re humanize your business. So Ethan, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for the invite. I really, really appreciate it. I respect the work that you've done over the years and it's just a privilege to spend time with you. Well, thanks so much. So um, I hinted that you are the chief evangelist at BombBomb. So I think it probably, uh, we should start with what the heck is BombBomb? Oh, good. I thought you were going to start with what the heck is a chief evangelist? Uh, I'm happy <laughs> Could have gone either way. Could have gone either way, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're a software company. Our whole premise is that you are better in person. We want you to be a little bit more personal, a little bit more human, a little bit more often. And, uh, and that you're relying on faceless digital communication for some of your most important and valuable messages. So we make it easy for you to record and send video messages in place of some of the typed out text you might send otherwise. So, you know, we have a web app that lets you do it. Mobile apps for iPhone and Android works in Gmail and Outlook works in Salesforce outreach and a bunch of other platforms. But the whole premise is that uh, if you could just look someone in the eye and communicate your message, you're probably going to save some time and be much more effective in that. And so we want to make it quick and easy to do that for you. You know, video marketing or video in marketing has been pretty hot for, I don't know, let's say the last five years at least. Would you say that this is um, an offshoot of that or something completely different? Well, the way that we started talking about it, we've been at this since the company was founded in 2006. Uh, I joined full-time in 2011, and that was kind of when we went to market with it. And um, so we've been doing this for a long time. We and, and in helping people understand this back in like 2012, 2014, you know, and even today, one of the lines that we draw is a line between marketing through video and relationships through video. And so, you know, the skills are, of course, are highly transferable, but some of the some of the particulars and some of the desired outcomes are different, right? So marketing through video we use for your YouTube channel, that super nice video on your homepage, your Facebook lives, and all these other things that are for, you know, typically mass audiences. Um, you're looking to get as many views as possible, et cetera. This is more of a would this be better if I said it in person? Would I be more clear if I did a little show and tell in this message instead of, you know, hitting the keyboard, maybe I'll hit the screen recorder, that kind of a thing. And so it's, it's a, it's lighter weight. It's faster. Uh, I think the, the production values and expectations are much lower than a lot of people think there's. So there are a number of things. The language we use here is relationships through video versus marketing through video to kind of draw the divide. So they are related. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily that they're offshoots of each other, except they both capitalize on the fact that we're carrying around amazing cameras in our pockets or our purses, and they're built right into our laptops. So one of my favorite uses of this, probably before I even thought about it as a sales tool or an engagement tool is that, you know, a lot of times I have like a web designer and I want to tell them, I don't like this little thing over here and make this thing bigger. You know, it's so much easier to communicate that <laughs> in, a, in a little screen capture video. Uh, you know, I've, I've been doing it. I don't know what was the first screen capture one out, something called Jing, you know, from Camtasia or those folks. I, so I've been using it, you know, at least a decade for, for that kind of purpose. Right. And so uh, a couple of things there. Yes, absolutely. Now think about your customers. Think about where they get confused, frustrated, annoyed, like any point of friction can be walked out a little bit. You can manage emotion and tone by communicating with people eye to eye, face to face. You can show and tell, as you said. Um, and, and from a technology standpoint, one of the things that we do is we make this recording and sending and tracking motion 
all one motion, you know? So with Jing back in the day, you'd record your screen and then you'd have to like host it somewhere and find the link and put that somewhere or whatever. Like we turn the first three seconds of your video into a little animated loop so people can see you. You can use that three seconds to do things like capture their attention, let them know it's truly personal, et cetera, and, and show the play duration to manage people's expectations. I have 37 seconds for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so do you see this? I mean, obviously the delivery mechanism quite often is email. Um, do you see this replacing traditional text email in some fashion? And, and before I let you answer that, I don't get as many of these as I think I would. That's, that's the reason I asked that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing. When I joined the company full-time, I was, I ran marketing and promotion inside local TV stations for a dozen years, like your local ABC station or NBC station. So I left a, you know, an established 60 year old company that still had like a pension plan in order to join this company as like the sixth or seventh employee. The healthcare was terrible, left a bunch of money on the table. My wife was supportive of it. But I had this background fear of like, okay, well, I guess maybe MailChimp or Google or someone else could just roll out a similar feature. And that was back in 2011. And here we are today. And you, as someone who's probably communicating with a wide variety of on the edge and highly competent people, aren't seeing this in your inbox very often. And so the uptake has been a lot slower than I would have expected. And um, and I think hum- human vulnerability is probably a key part of it. Um just the, the comfort and familiarity, the comfort in your own skin. Am I doing this right? Um, is my video good enough? Am I good enough? Some of these things we say consciously, some of them we say subconsciously because we don't want to entertain those thoughts uh, intentionally. But like, am I good enough is really what's going on here. Am I open to, to, to judgment and potentially rejection? And that is a deep, deep human fear. And so um, it has been slower on the uptake than I expected. I have been calling this for a while one-to-one video um, because, again, the personalization nature of it, which I think people really are craving. Um, I, I've been using it for quite a while, and I, I have some clients. I have a remodeling contractor that I finally talked into doing it, and they have designers um, on their staff, and their designers go out to people's homes. And quite often, uh, I have convinced them, and some of them are really getting behind it to, to where they'll do, hey, we talked about your kitchen, and you know, here's a couple of our last kitchens we did. And by the way, here's who I am. And you know, when you see me at the door, you're going to know who I am now. Um, and, and they it took them a long time, you know, cause it was just, they're not real computer technology people. So it's like, how do I do this? And once we got them going on it now, it's such a huge differentiator. So I, I'd love it if you'd talk about maybe some of the use cases you've seen. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, ultimately when it comes down to it, when people say yes, like the macro, yes, let's say the signed contract or the commitment or whatever. They're saying yes to who you are. And and you might be a solopreneur, you might be a real estate agent or a mortgage loan officer or a financial advisor or a home builder or whatever. Like you could operate in a small team, you could operate independently, you could operate inside a large organization. And in all of those situations, yes, people are saying yes to the price point and the terms and the timeline and the features and benefits and all this, but ultimately they're still saying yes to who you are. And if they're not, if the relationship doesn't matter, that sales role and that whole process is going to be truly automated at some point. Anyway, if the human's not adding value, the human's going away. We know that for a fact. And so all of these points where we can make people feel better, feel more confident, all these things, a simple personal video can go a long way to do that. So it doesn't surprise me, especially before they've met, right? So this, this example you have here is like, I am the person who's going to be at your front door. I'm the person the stranger who you're going to welcome into your home the day after tomorrow. What a much better situation uh, to have them feel a little bit like they know you in advance. And so um, just to, to answer your question, 
across the entire customer lifecycle from whatever a lead or an opportunity is for you through setting appointments, increasing hold rates, through differentiating yourself, especially if you're being interviewed against two or three other product or service providers at the commitment phase onboarding. You need to onboard people into your product or service. Obviously, you need to make sure that they get the value or outcome or benefit that they paid you for initially. And you want to confirm that. And then you want that positive growth loop or, you know, referral engine or whatever language you want to use there with the online reviews, the positive word of mouth, repeat purchasing, expanded purchasing, et cetera. And again, I don't care whether this is B2B, B2C, across that life cycle, and I don't care whether it's a product or a service, across that life cycle, you have multiple points of opportunity to be more clear and to build more human connection to manage emotion and tone. Again, positive emotion you want to double down on, negative emotion you want to mitigate and empathize with people. You can do that so much better if you just look the camera in the lens and say, I am so sorry, that should not have happened to you. Here's why it did happen. Here's what we're working on right now. And here's how we're going to make sure it doesn't happen to you or any of your you know, fellow members in our community ever again, right? It just manages that so much better. And then, um, of course, detail or complexity. We already talked about with the screen recording in particular, we can kind of show and tell. You have multiple points in your customer life cycle. And I would add in your employee life cycle to be more effective by being a little bit more personal and human. Yeah. That, that whole um, stage of the journey. I think a lot of people, when they think of marketing videos, they're thinking of, Hey, get attention, maybe build a little trust. And then it sort of stops there. But I, I mean, think about asking for a referral. For example, we, you know, we're so thrilled you got the great result. You know, here's something that, you know, we'd love it if you'd help us out with. I mean, imagine that coming across in a video way, 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 way down. I'm already a customer. You've already provided service. You know, it's like way, way down the end of the journey almost. And, and I think that I think people are limiting the use of this technology to kind of the front part of the journey. Dramatically, it's been really interesting. We came up in uh, in some of the communities I mentioned earlier before. And so when you think about like a small three-person real estate team, for example, they manage that entire customer journey. It's not some other department on in the West Wing of the office building or something. Like, so we've seen these use cases across the entire journey and it's and it's really fun because they just identify these points that are like, yeah, it would be better. And so two things about getting online reviews or testimonials or whatever. Uh, one, you can do it truly personal, truly one-to-one, and that's going to be the most effective because you can remind them of that you know, goofy thing that happened midway through, but we managed to work through it together and overcame it and got you where you needed to go. Uh, or you could do it um, you know, evergreen or slightly automated where you record the video once and you use it over and over and over again. So as you look at that you know, post-purchase uh, process that you have at your business, you know, step three might be uh, make sure that they get the uh, online review request uh, video email. And one reason that video email is great there is that, you know, over the phone, you're just like, hey, can you go to Amazon and give me a review? Or can you go to Google and give me a review? Or can you go to Yelp and give me a review? Can you go to Home Advisor and give me a review? There's the link right there. Right. And so, and, and the other benefit of, of doing video and email in particular, especially with a service like ours or some other ones too, um, anywhere that they're keeping the opens, the link clicks and the video plays all together. And you can segment lists of people who did this or didn't do that, um, allows you to follow up and just, you know, do that polite follow up to make sure that you, you know, even the customer that loves you and loves the service that you provided and got a great outcome, they might not have three minutes right now to go leave that review. They might need that reminder. You know, today content is everything. So our websites are really content management systems, but they've got to work like one. Check out Zephyr. 
It is a modern cloud-based CMS system that's licensed only to agencies. It's really easy to use. It's very fast. It won't mess with your SEO. I mean, it really reduces the time and effort to to launch uh, your client's websites. Beautiful themes, just really fast, profitable way to go. They include an agency services to really kind of make them your plug-and-play dev shop. Check out Zephyr.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-C-M-S.com. So, I'll tell you another great use that I think um, is, you know, we talked about kind of the, hey, you haven't met me, I'm coming to your home. We've talked about the re- the, the referral. But uh, in my business, we send a lot of proposals. And there's a lot of language that needs to be in these proposals because we want to spell everything out for that person that reads every word. But the reality is, I would say 90% of the people that get our proposals don't read much of it. Um, and what they want to hear is, <laughs> what does this thing mean? Um, and I think that a video explanation of a proposal is almost mandatory if you're not delivering them across the desk. I love it. And, and there is another benefit of doing it this way. It's a great use case. The other benefit is there are often multiple decision makers, right? You've been dealing with Jennifer, but Jennifer also has to consult with Tina and Ted to, to make this commitment. And so this ability for you to put your best face forward, your best proposal forward, you don't need to rely now on Jennifer to communicate the value prop and the points of differentiation, to readdress any objections, to make sure that people are comfortable with the contract. You can do that yourself and you've given them something that's very easy to forward. And then again, because of the tracking, you know that it got forward because Jennifer's not going to open your email 18 times and play the video six times unless she's a weirdo. I bet she's not, uh, you know, in my hypothetical story here. And so, um, you know, this allows you to know that you got past the gatekeeper and or got to the other decision makers. We hear that story all the time as well. Yeah, the tracking's key. And you get to, and you get to do it yourself is the key. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, I think we've probably spent a lot of time convincing people why they should do this, but maybe we ought to talk a little bit about the practical how. Um, the I, I'm assuming that like most of the tools that do this, it sits in a browser extension and you just kind of pop it open and record your video of yourself or of your screen. Uh, and then you are able to embed that in, in Gmail. Um, did I get any part of that wrong? Um, no, that is. I mean, there are a lot of uh, Chrome extensions in particular. I guess Chrome is just the easiest to build into. Um, uh, what we do, we have, we have, we do have a Chrome extension that would allow you to access your entire video library or record a video, um, and then take the HTML or take the URL and drop that in a variety of places. So, for example, I use our Chrome extension to record videos, take the URL and drop them into LinkedIn messages. What a lot of other people do for CRMs that we're not integrated with, they take the HTML code there and put it other places. But we operate directly inside the Gmail inbox, inside every single composer reply window. We have like a little bomb icon open it up. You can access your library and use a video you recorded before. You can record a new video. You can schedule it and a variety of other things there. Um, same thing in the Outlook inbox. And then from our web app, uh, it's more of a traditional um, email marketing and very lightweight marketing automation platform. Again, where video is designed to be uh, integral to the process from the get-go. So you can throw videos straight into an email off your desktop, or you can record one straight into the email and it's, you know, you can manage lists and contacts and all that. And then our integrations with like a service cloud or a sales cloud or some of the other CRMs that were integrated in, depending on how it got built and whether we built it or the other company built it, you know, the recorders there, the video libraries there, and it, and it operates directly inside that system and whatever their sending process is, uh, we send through that. 
And so um, when the recipient gets it, um, say in an email um, that's been composed in Gmail, for example, does the video play inside the email or do they have to go somewhere to watch it? That's a great question. It's funny. It's like that question I feel like has reemerged. Like initially when the email marketing community was like, that's not video email. Right. That's that's, that's, an image, that's an image of the YouTube yeah, video. Right, right, correct, correct. Well, funny thing is, here we are years later, and that's still the case. I mean, the, the number of environments, because the, the, because the email inbox is a much more secure environment than, say, an open web page, there are a lot of things you cannot execute uh, technically inside an email inbox. And so the incidence of support of video play in the email, in the inboxes, I don't know what the percentage is right now because it moves around a lot, but there's, there's so few and they're kind of corner cases, like most email clients in on most devices in most browsers don't support that experience. And so uh, we send an animated GIF that we automatically produce for you and you click to play it and we dynamically regenerate your email and uh, and the video starts playing there. So what are some uh, practical ways to, especially I, I suppose as more and more people do this, it'll be like email. It'll be harder to get opened and harder to get played. And so what are some of the practical tips now to to really get ahead of that, to make sure your video gets seen and played and maybe if you have a call to action in it, it gets executed. Yeah, it's a great call. I, you know, I, my my number one tip, and this is going to be like marketing basics, but it's to be very, very clear about what's in it for the person before you ever type or record anything, right? So when you're clear what's in it for the other person, whether you're making an email to go to one person a thousand times as people arrive at that instance, or whether it's truly just for John, um, when you're clear about what's in it for the other person, you're going to write a better subject line. And there are some fun things you can do there because obviously your video can't be seen unless your email gets opened. And then I always recommend obviously some kind of greeting, but at least a one liner, like one mistake I see happening all the time when people start using a lightweight video in an email like this is that they just send the video on its own and, and expect that the video is enough to get attention. And frankly, right now, because it's so uncommon, uh, it is, but to your point, we're going to need to get more sophisticated. This thing's going to get better. And we have a lot of tips in the book, by the way, around this. But I always advocate for one line of text to drive the video play. Why should someone give you 42 seconds? Why should someone give you a minute and 12 seconds of their time? And because we do that animated preview, there are things we can do. For example, I keep a, a whiteboard next to my desk, like a little you know, eight by 12 or something like that. And I write messages on it. I draw logos on it. You know, uh, I might promise value if I'm replying to someone. This is another great use case, by the way, a customer inquiry. Hey, I was wondering why this, why that? You can typically explain things in a way that they're going to understand better and feel much more appreciated uh, when you give them the gift of your time and direct attention. Uh, and again, it's a better, more effective message. But um, I might, you know, the answer to your question, Tina, dot, 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 you know, and, and hold that up in the beginning. And then, you know, I, I start the recording, set it down, and I continue talking to Tina in that use case. And then underneath the video, I always uh, advocate for another line of text to drive the call to action. And so obviously the call to action needs to be in the video too. I recommend not burying it at the end in case you don't get played. You know, if you get played to the 90% point in a one minute video, they might miss your call to action. Although it could probably be implied by the 50 seconds they did watch, let's say, but, um, Using text and video together, I think, is one of the, the the best opportunities to drive that engagement with you as a person, right? To have that asynchronous moment with you in real time. Like I record a video and send it to you at six o'clock in the morning because I'm an early guy and you open it up and watch it at noon. Um, 
at your time, you know, but you still have that moment with me. Um, I think one of the opportunities that's missed in that is, is blending text and video together to get the full desired outcome that you seek. Do you have the ability to edit your video in any fashion? So if there's something I don't like, or maybe I, I, you know, common thing, I turned it on and I was looking around and I went, oh, it's going, you know, can you trim some of that off or do anything like that? Uh, We do not have trimming right now. We have made it in beta before. It's just been kind of sitting on the shelf for a while. Um, A couple of ways that people get around that one, we do have a re-record, So uh, the only time I'll re-record a video is one, if I just truly mess up, like, oh, I, I actually wasn't ready. I don't even know why I clicked the record button. That's pretty rare. And then the only other time I'll do it is if I know I can record that video in 50 to 70% as much time, like out of respect for the other person. If I record a two minute video and I know I could do it in a minute 10, I might re-record out of respect for the other person. Um, so that re-record button gives you that opportunity. What a lot of other folks will do is if, especially in mobile, cause there's so many apps that make it easy to do that. They'll, they'll record it natively, edit it, and then just upload it, upload it through our mobile app into their account and send it that way. Um, and of course, if you're doing something, you know, we mentioned Jing before, uh, if you're using like a, a Camtasia or similar, it has editing on it, and then you would upload it into BombBomb or whatever system you might prefer to use. Ethan, tell people where they can find out more about uh, BombBomb, but also your book, Rehumanize Your Business. Cool. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, again, my name is Ethan Butte. Last name is spelled B-E-U-T-E. So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find all these things on LinkedIn when you hit my profile. Um, I welcome any connections, especially if you add a note to it. Um, and we're at bombbomb.com. It's just the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B.com. You can learn more about Rehumanize Your Business at bombbomb.com slash book. Or you can just search for Rehumanize Your Business at Amazon or wherever you prefer to buy books. But apparently it's, I mean, as a, as a multi-time author, I'm, I would expect that your experience is similar to mine and that so much of the activity is in Amazon. Even if you let people know that, hey, if you like independent business, then you like IndieBound, <laughs> yeah, that's right? right? They still um, go to Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's got a lot of people captured, especially in the book buying business. They made it so easy. So uh, that, that's part of the process. But uh, I appreciate you stopping by. And uh, I think you're just down the road from me today. I'm, I'm up uh, west of Boulder in Coal Creek Canyon. But I think you're – aren't you in Colorado Springs? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What are you doing up there? Is this, oh, is this like an extended holiday experience? No, no. This okay. I, have, I have a home up here uh, as well. So I live in Kansas City and in uh, Coal Creek Canyon as well. Beautiful. Good for you. Yeah, we're all down in Colorado Springs. We have a, we have a few far-flung folks, but uh, the you know the vast majority of our 150 team members are right here in downtown Colorado Springs. Well, it's cold and windy up here at uh, 10,000 feet. Yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks uh, for stopping by, and hopefully we'll uh, maybe, maybe one day when I uh, head down 25, I'll, uh, I'll drop in on you guys. You are welcome anytime, and lunch is on me. Awesome. Thanks, Ethan. Thank you. 